This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. The Biden-Putin sit-down is underway. We should decide where it's in our mutual interest to cooperate. Israeli airstrikes in Gaza. The first since the ceasefire. Celebrating a vaccination milestone. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan. And I'm Stephen Portnoy in Geneva, Switzerland with the CBS World News Roundup. President Biden's summit with his Russian counterpart has just begun. The two leaders arrived last hour at an 18th century villa overlooking Lake Geneva. La Suisse. They were greeted by Swiss President Guy Parmelin. I wish you both presidents a fruitful dialogue in the interest of your two countries and the world. The two men shook hands and walked together into the villa. Mr. Biden's agenda for this meeting is long. The president intended to press Vladimir Putin on a range of issues, from the recent hacking of U.S. government agencies and private companies to the poisoning and jailing of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Then there's the years-long war Russia has waged against its neighbor Ukraine. As the president put it to U.S. troops when he arrived here in Europe last week. To meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. The program for the day looks like this. The two leaders are meeting now with their respective foreign ministers by their sides. Sergei Lavrov behind Putin and Secretary of State Antony Blinken with Mr. Biden. That intimate session with interpreters was scheduled to run an hour and 20 minutes. Later, a larger group of aides will join. When it's over, Putin will hold a press conference and then Mr. Biden will stand for questions from White House correspondents. The summit is taking place in this ancient European city whose modern history tracks with the modern history of diplomacy. The Geneva Conventions were signed here. The League of Nations was based here. World trade is governed here. During the Cold War, especially, Geneva was the place to be. Former local official Claude Bonnard recalls a series of high-profile meetings here. We had this big summit, Reagan Gorbachev. Hopes were high in 1985 that the U.S. and Soviet leaders could achieve detente. This Biden-Putin summit occurs at a low point for relations. And yet, both men have expressed the hope that they can see eye-to-eye on certain issues. Stanford University lecturer Rose Gottemuller was a top official at NATO. We have mutual positive interests that we need to work on, uh, such as uh, making sure that Afghanistan does not collapse and making sure that uh, 
nuclear weapons continue to be in a process of limitation and and control. The White House has set expectations for so-called deliverables low, but aides say it's likely the leaders will at least direct their teams to keep talking. And they've not excluded the possibility that the U.S. and Russia might send their ambassadors back to Moscow and Washington, both returned home amid the American response to the solar winds hack. Arriving here in Geneva, the president said he's always ready for a meeting such as this. First Lady Jill Biden described her husband as overprepared. We'll find out from both leaders how it went when it's over later today. Steve? Well, Stephen, there's been some new violence in the Middle East, and it comes weeks after Israel reached a ceasefire with Hamas. Israeli warplanes struck Hamas targets in Gaza after Palestinians launched fiery balloons that torched fields in Israel. The flare-up followed a controversial flag march by Jewish nationalists in Jerusalem's disputed Old City. It's a test for Israel's new government and the fragile Gaza ceasefire that began four weeks ago. Robert Berger, CBS News, Jerusalem. Here at home, a celebration in New York. Fireworks heralded the state hitting a goal of getting 70% of adults at least partially vaccinated against COVID-19. Most remaining restrictions have been lifted. Governor Andrew Cuomo says people can, quote, now return to life as we know it. It comes as the national COVID death toll now tops 600,000. CBS's Dr. David Agus. We have the, obviously the deaths, but it's also the suffering associated with it. It is the people who are hospitalized and then recovered and yet have ongoing lung and other issues that we have to think about. The Education Department says it's erasing hundreds of millions in student debt for thousands of borrowers who attended a for-profit college chain that made exaggerated claims about its graduate success in finding jobs. This affects former students of ITT Technical Institute, a chain that closed up in 2016. Unprecedented triple-digit June heat persists in the West, shattering all kinds of records. CBS News meteorologist Jeff Baradelli says there's no let-up the rest of the week. Las Vegas could hit 115. And by Thursday and Friday, the valleys of California, places like Fresno and Bakersfield, could reach 110 to 115 degrees. And as a result, many all-time June records are in jeopardy. 107 in Salt Lake City yesterday was the highest temperature there in more than 100 years. Well, high heat is straining the Texas energy grid, creating a potential second power crisis just four months after the last one during a bone-chilling winter cold snap. Now, grid managers want to limit power use through the end of the week to avoid trouble. I can tolerate the cold, but the heat, I just don't deal with. Pete Sedotti is trying to buy a generator to help keep his AC on. Travis Burns sells the devices but says there's a six- to eight-month wait. They just want to have the peace of mind to have a unit on their house so that they're not walking on eggshells all the time, worried about, is the power going to go out? What am I going to do? From China, there's word a nuclear power plant near Hong Kong has broken reactor fuel rods, but no radioactivity leaked. Officials said on social media radiation did rise inside the plant's number one reactor, but was contained. Yesterday, for a second straight day, Southwest Airlines was hit by a technical issue that led to more than 500 flight cancellations and more than 1,000 delays. A frustrating day for a lot of flyers. They just told us we can't go home. We get on, we get on. If we don't, we'll just wait. Computer network connectivity was blamed for yesterday's problems. Issues with a third-party weather information system caused more than 1,500 delays on Monday.
The U.S. Senate has passed a bill that would make June 19th, Juneteenth, as it's known, a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery. It's expected to easily pass the House to become the 12th federal holiday. Most states already recognize it in some fashion. A leadership battle has been settled in the Southern Baptist Convention. A push from the far right has been rejected in favor of a man who vows to bridge racial divides. In his campaign video, Alabama Pastor Ed Litton says minorities enrich the Southern Baptist Convention. Their leadership and experience is critical in reaching our cities with the gospel and in our communities. But he acknowledges a divide between the convention and black churches. Some of them are actually asking, why should we remain in the SBC? My answer, because we want you and we need you. Litton was nominated by a black pastor who once headed the convention. He defeated a candidate backed by a new group called the Conservative Baptist Network. Peter King, CBS News. Virus experts have told Olympic organizers in Tokyo it would be safe to allow spectator crowds of up to 10,000 at events. Officials will make a call on that soon. That's the Roundup for Stephen Portnoy in Geneva. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. 
Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.